This episode of Arcadia California contains audio glitching effects, including repeating sounds, electronic whines, and static. They occur at several points throughout the episode. If you are sensitive to these effects, this episode may be difficult to listen to. An episode transcript can be found in the show notes. Fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees. Green city limits sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to. Sign. White block letters. Arcadia, California. Population 16,179. Freeze frame. Superimpose. Episode 23. Reflector board. Wednesday, May 27th, 2009. Everything's fine with Will. Really, it's okay. Weird, and the stuff with Cameron is really weird, but it's okay, I think. I mean, Will knows what he's doing. He was raised with this stuff. He knows how it works. He's been hearing about seeing bargains since he was born, so he knows how it works. And he's smart. He put thought into this. I saw that. His notes. He planned. He thought about the fallout, what could go wrong. And, I mean, really, what could go wrong? Sure, they talk around things, or with riddles, or whatever. They don't say things straight out, but, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Or it sort of fits. I don't think anything like this could say things straight out. It wouldn't fit. It wouldn't be right for the genre, or something. I don't know. But even aside from that, everything I've seen, everything they've done, it's been... They've done what they said they would, I think. Arcadia is doing well as a town, which is what the bargain was for, right? Maybe I should look at more of the bargains, what they were made for, how they turned out. But I think if people were careful, and I mean they are, I watched Elliot write for the new moon and he was, it, it should be fine. Really. Anyway, Will's smart, and I have to admit it wasn't terrible to see him order Cameron around like that, so... Yeah, things are weird, but it's not bad or anything, and things have been weird since I moved here, so it really isn't even anything new. Uh, shit, it's time to meet Elliot. Wednesday, May 27th, 2009. Uh, meeting with Elliot Baldwin in the Timberland. He's not here yet, which, good, because I thought I was running late. I didn't forget about talking to him, not like actually forget, and I absolutely still want to. I want to know more, and I mean, I want to talk to him too, but there's been just so much going on. It just was kind of in the background. But I'm here, and I'm not late, and I think I look okay, I hope. I look fine, I think. I'm not sure why he wanted to meet us out here. I mean, it's pretty and quiet, but it's kind of out of the way. Maybe he wanted privacy to talk about stuff. I mean, that makes sense, but it's kind of extreme to go all the way out here just for that. But it is quiet, peaceful. Things feel further away than they did. I guess they say getting out in nature is supposed to relieve stress. I do feel better, I think. I should come here to write sometime. I think I could get some work done, finally, if I listened. 
I still just don't know with him. Elliot, I mean, I know he likes me. He said that, and we're going out Friday, which is neat. But I guess I feel like he's just hard to pin down. No, that's not it. Not really. It's more like there are all these different versions of him. Like he's got these different ways of being himself that go along with different kinds of situations. The one at the new moon thing isn't the same as the one that was flirting with me, and that one isn't the same as the one who wants to talk about being touched, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I haven't- Sorry to keep you waiting. Hey! (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to sneak up on you. Have you been here long? No, uh, a couple minutes. Good, good. I'm late, because I didn't want to take this to school. What? Oh, a book. Look at it. Oh, yeah, I've read this. It's really interesting. You've read it? Well, most of it, or like half. It's by your uncle, right? It is, but how... I hadn't realized another copy was... Well, good! Uh, what did you think? And you see why I wanted to meet with you now? Um, no. Sorry, I don't think I've gotten that far. So, you haven't gotten to the doorways yet? I don't think so. I thought you'd already knew about that. I'm... It's good to be able to show you all of this, and know you'll actually see it. Other people don't. It's not the same, bringing them places, trying to explain. You'll actually understand. You know about that, or I could start with, I mean, you probably want... Elliot, hey, slow down. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm getting a little ahead of myself, aren't I? A bit. Well, then, let's start with the arch. I'll show you. You'll probably be able to sort things out from there. Okay. Lead on. I probably won't figure it out. I haven't been able to so far for almost anything. Everyone seems like they already know what's going on about all these secrets that are apparently happening in plain sight, and I just don't. And I don't know why. I mean, I have as much information as anyone, probably more, but I can't put it together into meaning anything. And I don't know why. Maybe you're too close to it to be able to see the whole picture. Maybe. There. You see? That is a doorway. Can you hear it? This is the the, the place. It's loudest, loudest for me. I don't know if it will, will be for you, you, but you can hear it, hear it. Can't you? Yep, yep, you. Yes. I can. 
Okay. What was that? Their attention through a doorway. Okay. That was a lot. It does tend to be. Are you okay? Uh, You look kind of shaky. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just kind of... Hey. Careful. I think we should sit down. Yeah, that's a very good idea. The doorway. It's that arch over there, right? Where those two trees are? Yeah. That is. The space between them is. Can you... Um... This is going to sound crazy, but can you... Yes? Can you see something through there that isn't more trees? I mean, can you see shadows? Like people's shadows, sort of? Yes. Is that... Yes. Oh. The doorways are like that. Sometimes, not always. Something always leaks through them, but it isn't always things you can see. Sometimes it's a sound or a smell. Sometimes you can even taste things when you get too close. Sometimes it's a feeling. The doorway at the theater always seems like it has calm coming through. Calm and quiet. I felt that. It helped me write. I went back a few times so I could feel it again. They're good at that, helping us create things. Some of the oldest bargains people made with them were for artistic talent. We don't value it so much anymore, but they still do. This whole thing... I feel like someone changed the genre on me when I wasn't looking. Like I'm somehow in, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or something. (laughs) You don't read much fantasy, do you? I don't really like it. All the magic, dwarves, goblins, fairies, um, things like that. It just felt really silly to me, you know? I mean, not like bad or anything, and I'm not going to judge anyone for being into it, but it just, it didn't interest me. I guess maybe I should have tried it anyway. You are coming to this with a bit of a disadvantage. But it isn't really the same thing anyway. Even the folk tales, they're closer, but they still miss the point. So much of what we know is filtered through, through the fact that we're human, I suppose. We can only understand so much while we are. What do you mean? Humans are limited. They don't have the capacity to see or hear or feel like they do. Humans are flat and two-dimensional. Mud and dust can't understand the stars, even when they can see them. Some humans can see, but they can't understand without. I thought you wanted me to explain things, not make them more confused. Oh, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that explains what touched means. That was what I wanted you to do. And I will. How are you feeling? Good. A little lightheaded, but I think that's probably pretty normal. I mean, as much as anything around all this can be normal. <laughs> right. Are you recording? Yeah. Is that a problem? No, I... I guess not. I know I said we can talk about it openly, but I'm... I'm not really used to having things be... on the record. Do you want me to turn it off? Mm, no. I can, if you really want me to. No. It's fine. I think you should have a recording of it. Thanks. So... <laughs> honestly, I think I understand a lot more than I thought I did. I mean, I didn't. Or, I guess I didn't in the moment. And I didn't really when I tried to think about it before, but out here near the doorway, I guess... It's a lot easier. Things fit, sort of. I mean, maybe it's just letting myself not think. Things fell together in the background, and now that I'm actually looking at it again. Or maybe it is the doorway. Or maybe it's being around you. Things seem easier to understand when you're around. Things and people that have the marks of their attention, tend to attract each other. And the closer they come, the more clearly things can be seen and heard. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with an analogy. Like, oh, yeah, it's like a longer antenna gets you a better signal or something, which is stupid. We're talking about supernatural connections to inhuman entities, not like magnets or signals from outer space or something. Yes. What it really means to be touched is that we're... I suppose you could say we're a kind of doorway ourselves. I don't know what that means. The doorways let them come closer to our world more easily. The touched do, too. But can they come through the doorways? Not without help. Oh. Is, are the falconers always touched? The people in the falconer line, I mean? Not always, but often. Children from the first families are all touched more often and falconers, most often of all. Does that... Does that have something to do with the bargain? The original one that founded Arcadia? I told you you'd understand it better out here. Yes, exactly. The children of the falcon wear their touch because of the bargain. And when a touched one is born at the right time, they become part of it. A part of it? That... Um, 
sounds bad. Like, they're the ones that get taken? Is that bad? To be taken? Yes. Why? I, uh, never really thought of it. Wednesday, May 27th, 2009. I think being close to them does something to the tape recorder. It didn't break today while I was talking with Elliot, but there's a bunch of distortion and feedback, and then it turned itself off. I didn't miss recording anything important, because right about when the tape turned off, Elliot said he had to get going and left. That was a little weird, actually. We were pretty deep into a serious conversation, and all of a sudden he just says he has to go. But whatever, it wasn't like he was dodging me this time to avoid telling me something, not like other people keep doing. He... He actually explained a lot, and this time, I mean, I said it to him, but I feel like I can understand now, a lot better than I could before, at least I feel like all this stuff is finally, like, I can finally hear what people are actually saying, not just the words they're using. <laughs> I sound like Delphine, but maybe she's not actually as out of touch as I thought she was. I mean, she's clearly not all here, so to speak, but maybe it isn't that she's, I don't know diagnosable or something. Maybe it's that she's not all here because she's partway elsewhere. I really need to think about that. I really need to think about a lot of things. I just keep... I mean... I don't know. It's just... I sort of never really thought about why it was bad to be taken. I mean, to be one of the kids that paid for the bargain, that's just bad, right? I feel like it would be. Especially if you, if you weren't the one that actually made the deal, or like if you didn't know about it. But thinking about it, most of the people in Arcadia do know about the bargain and all that stuff, and I bet most of the Falconer kids knew even more. If you knew it was going to happen, where you were going and that you were going to come back, I don't think it would have to be a bad thing, right? I mean, it would be for me, but I didn't know about any of this till a couple months ago, so I'd, I wouldn't be prepared. I'd miss stuff from here, and would probably be even more confused there than I am here. But if I'd known about it, I don't know. This is just a lot, again. I need to think about everything, and see if I can put more of it together now that I've... Now that I'm sure I want the door open. Smash cut, black screen. Over black, roll credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Elliot Baldwin is played by Rube Dickey. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media and is written and directed by Lisa Guente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out.